all you schizos out there. Welcome back to another episode of DR Schizo. I'm so glad that you guys are liking these episodes. But based off the feedback, I'm going to have to step up my game on giving you a little more insight on how the story is going so far. Some of you are so lost in the sauce, it's ridiculous. But that's okay. Let's do a quick recap. We met Raphael and Darius in episode 1. They talked about their views on the state of the world as they suspected each other's existence. Remember, they are two personalities inhabiting the same mind. Darius hopes for love. Raphael hopes for chaos. In episode 2, the two discuss their views on mental health issues and they make contact with each other for the first time. Darius is an advocate of mental health assessment, treatment, and raising public awareness. Raphael believes in eradicating the causes of the rising dilemma. In episode 3, racial tensions are discussed as they begin a war of their own with each other. We see the beginning of Darius's retreat as Raphael gains strength. Darius's views on race wars is the advocacy for more education between the races. Raphael believes the strong should dominate the weak, and the weak should band together to overthrow the haves versus the have-nots. In episode 4's War, Darius and Raphael spar as Raphael tries to frame Darius for murder. Darius fights back and regains his voice. They discuss their views on war with Darius and Raphael agreeing on one thing. War is inevitable. Support for today's wars are where they differ. In episode 5, The Gods takes us on a journey of faith. We see that Darius is confused on the notion of God and looks for meaning in the stats, while Raphael chooses not to believe at all. Will Raphael take advantage over this confusion, thereby breaking the truce? Well, we'll see as we discuss abortion in this week's episode, Life Over Choice. This episode could get pretty ugly, so let me remind you, this is a fictional creative space. So let's get into it already, shall we? Welcome to DR Schizo's Episode 6, Life Over Choice. The 24-year-old woman girl standing at the intersection of Maine and Harris is holding a cardboard sign that reads, No home, no job, three kids that are hungry. Her brown skin is smudged with dirt, her hair disarrayed. Her eyes broken down to its most pitiful gaze as she stares off into the faces of strangers. A long limousine pulls into the crosswalk. Eyes collide for a second, a minute or two. Lifetimes pass between them. One of abject poverty and burden one of privilege and power. The passenger shifts his attention away from the woman girl uncomfortably. He has cast his vote and he's standing his ground. A law has passed and a year has become historic. The long limousine pulls into that same crosswalk sometime later and its passenger comes face to face with the now 25-year-old woman girl holding a new cardboard sign that now reads, No home, no job. Four kids that are hungry. Her pleading eyes enrage him. He tells the driver to stop and lowers the window. Thinking gratefully that she has secured some portion of dinner for the evening, the woman girl rushes forward with hands stretched out, to which the passenger recoils. She stops. He pokes his head out of the window and asks her, Why do you keep having children if you have no means to support them? The woman girl looks past him to the cars piling up behind them, takes a deep breath and replies, Unlike you, sir, I was given no choice. Making my way into the white, fixated world as a black man has been difficult to say the least, especially in my chosen profession. It's nothing to walk into a room full of Caucasians who see you as less than their equal, even when you outrank them. I've experienced this all my life. I realize that the other's contributions to my confidence, but for the life of me I cannot imagine what it must feel like to be in any woman's shoes regardless of color. Melanie was shielded by wealth of an indescribable amount of degradation many less fortunate women face out here. 
but her wealth does not aid her in the decisions of powerful men, men who make laws, men who inflict pain, men who have realized that the strong should dominate the weak. And why shouldn't they? They view women as the weaker sex. Most of the faith-based population's underlying belief systems place the women as property of man. And despite which tent you picture camp in regards to believers versus non-believers, non-believers have adopted the same conclusion citing their physical dominance over the weaker sex. Intelligence, maturity, and mental health stability are all overlooked when choosing this doctrine. Arriving at this moment in time, coming from a history of current and ancestral oppression, my skin color has caused many obstacles in my life, such as access to quality education, discrimination in housing, employment, and financial opportunities. It has stifled my social acceptance in certain forums and placed a target on my back with law enforcement, caused unfair judgments and altered decisions. How can I, as a man who has experienced these things, wish the same for my aunties, sisters, and mothers who raised me? How could I impose this on a woman I have chosen to marry? I ask this question knowing that many men of my peer group disagree with me as they have been reared to do so. The need for dominance trumps rational thinking yet again. If given the choice one day and to have it taken away the next, would you rather it not be given at all? I am but a man in a world full of them reduced to a gender. She is a woman who possesses a power that cannot be rendered. In the realm of choice where voices intertwine, I stand here today to speak for the divine. For the power of choice, a woman's right to navigate her journey to shine her own light. Killing babies, they say, as if it's a sin. But let me tell you, it's a battle without win. For it's not about promoting termination, but about granting women liberation. In the depths of her being, a woman knows best the complexities of life, the burdens she'll rest. To carry a child to bring life to this world is a lonely decision that should never be hurled. For every woman has her own unique story, her dreams, her aspirations, her pursuit of a glory. Forced into motherhood against her will is to strip her of agency to inflict bitter pills. Killing babies, they say, as if it's a crime. But let's not forget the circumstances in time. Rape, incest, health complications, and poverty's grip. These are the realities that we must equip. With compassion and empathy, we must stand, supporting the choices that women demand. For it's not just about the preeminent life, but for the lives of women breaking free from their strife. Killing babies, they say, as if it's a curse. But let's embrace the notion, let's break up the verse. For in the realm of a choice, we find empowerment to trust women's judgment in their own sentiment. So let us stand together, hand in hand, in solidarity we take a stand, for the right to choose to control our own fate, to honor the women who navigate. Killing babies, I say with conviction and pride, for the freedom to choose we will not hide. In the face of opposition, we will rise above to protect rights of women with unwavering love. As I stated before, people should be enslaved for their stupidity, with most of them being women. They are stupid because they have the numbers, the intelligence, and the pussy. Pussy is power, yet they treat it as a bargaining tool to be dangled in the direction of man. Women are like handbags. Some are cheap, but they serve the purpose of carrying expensive perfumes and jewelry. Some are overvalued, but their contents aren't worth shit. And when the purse cannot perform its function, it should be discarded and replaced. A woman's rights for abortion should be taken because they are of the weaker gender. I'm not just referring to their physical attributes, for some are stronger than men. I'm referring to the emotional baggage which causes them to submit to men in times of great adversity. Even the most feminist female will yield to a man when it benefits her interests. 
In the realm of life's creation where miracles unfold, I stand here today with a story to be told. For the sanctity of life, a voice I raise to shed light on a truth that we must embrace. Against dead babies, I speak with a heavy heart for the unborn souls being ripped and torn apart. In the depths of their innocence, they yearn to be, to experience the world, to live and to breathe. Life's journey begins in the womb's embrace, a precious gift, a miracle to chase. Each heartbeat, a rhythm of hope and love, a divine creation guided above. Against dead babies, I stand without compassionate care. For the lives that are lost, the dreams are left bare. In the face of challenges, let's find a way to support and uplift daylight to end day. For every life carries purpose in unique song, a chance to grow, to right a wrong. To deny this opportunity a tragic choice, to silent a mother, to muffle her voice. Against dead babies I speak without disgrace, for the potential within the future erased. Let us offer alternative support and to aid, to empower a woman then make her a slave. Against dead babies I stand with hate in my heart, for the lives deserving chance to offer new start. Let us embrace a compassion, let us extend our hand, to protect the unborn, to help them to stand. In the realm of life's creation, let a man choose to cherish the gift to honor and refuse the path of destruction, the lost we shall mourn. For every new life, a purpose is born. The weakling's views are predictable, given the power various women have held over him over the years. His compassion, guilt, shame, betrayal, and disgust for his mother, sister, wife have imprisoned his masculinity. That's all but destroyed his primal, inherited, dominant drive. His hatred towards the man who abused them has clouded his judgment. I will use this against him when I rise up and take my place on the battlefield. Well, damn, Raffi, you did not compare women to a purse. Wow, guy, you're doing the most. So I know the topic of abortion is so, so, so divisive. I'm glad that we made it through that discussion. There are so many moving parts to abortion and pro-life that are uniquely dynamic that a 15-minute podcast begin to scratch the surface. But no matter which side you stand on, it's those dynamic pieces that can cause a lot of confusion. My advice? Tread lightly. Your opinions, mine and those of your neighbors, have such powerful repercussions when they are expressed without caution. People have been physically and emotionally harmed and even killed in some places for reckless espousal of opinions. The ask I have of you when listening to both sides of this argument is this. When you take the issue of life out of it altogether, it all boils down to choice. Taking someone's choice away is taking a piece of their freedom. We witnessed the outcome of that during slavery. Taking a piece of freedom lends itself to a slippery slope of taking more pieces. Where does it stop? And since we are all fighting for our rights, our rights to be heard, our rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, ask yourself, when the pendulum swings back toward yourself, what piece of freedom are you willing to give up? And what piece are you willing to fight for? Humor me this for a second. Tobacco has been known to cause many deaths due to their cancerous ingredients. It literally causes death and health complications to babies, both born and unborn. Yet throughout history, no laws have been enacted for their banishment. The rationale of the man making profit from its distribution is ironic. People are given a choice, despite their addictive properties. Well, that's a wrap for episode 6. If you like these episodes, please, please, please share, subscribe, and tune in. If you want to discuss a more serious discussion on the topic, jump on over to our weekly blog on drskito.com. And let's discuss the mental health aspect of pro-choice versus pro-life. 
What is this doing to our mental health? Remember, if you or a loved one is suffering from mental illness, please seek help from a qualified mental health professional. Thanks for tuning in to DR Schizo. See you next week for another episode. Take care.